know when I think about when Jesus brought me through. He said, I have no other. The, the only thing you can say is, thank you, Jesus. When you consider how grave, how great the situation was. He said, nobody brought you out of it but Jesus. So the only thing you can do is say, thank you, Jesus. So I was singing that all in the car today, coming home from work. I said, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for every trial. He said, the good, bad, and the... See, I thank you for it all. Because the one thing about it, Jesus is going to show you that you have to lean and depend on him. That not in some things, that in all things. You're going to learn to depend and to lean on Jesus. And I certainly thank the Lord for it. Thank the Lord for his saving grace. I thank him for his keeping power. Certainly thank the Lord for his name. His name is still worthy to be praised. And I thank the Lord for how the Lord has brought us into the year of 2021. And it has been a journey for friendship. Said I thought about uh, 2021. I said, well, we just came out of 2020. 2020 seemed to be a year for us. Said we had a, uh, I say, well, for me, 2020 was a very, it was a very awkward year for me. It was just very different, very strange, a lot of things. You say that your mind, say you talk about it, but your mind is really not prepared for it. You say, but the Lord brought me through. That He does not brought me through. He brought all of us through. That we all had our own, that our own trial we had to go through. But Jesus brought us out. He said, when I see us tonight in 2021, I said, well, thank you, Jesus. I think there's nobody but Jesus that brings us through these things. The one thing about it, Jesus deserves the credit. He deserves all the honor and the praise. And that's what the church, while the church was established, that Jesus may be glorified. He said that souls might come in and get saved. And stay saved. uh, One thing I know is that we came in to get our tickets. Say, but the end goal is to go back with Jesus when he comes. That's why you came in here. Say, they told you what you had to do to go back with Jesus. Say, you had to go down in water. Say, first you had to repent. You had to stop sinning. Jesus didn't, he doesn't skip over it. Jesus takes the time and he exposes where sin is in your life. He said, you need to stop it. He said, go down in water. He said, make sure it's done in my name. He said, because my name, that's, that's a saving name. He said, you got to come about that water walking in the newness of life. He said, you got to go a little bit further than that. I always say people talk big on baptism. They do these big time baptisms. I baptize so many hundreds of folks. In Jesus' name, yep. they come about the water, and then they keep on living any yep. old kind of yep. way. Yep. He said, but no, Jesus said, you got to go further than that. Right. He even told that to the disciples. Yep. He said, John did baptize you with water. Right. He said, but I want you to go into the city of Jerusalem. Right. He said, and I want you to stay there. Yeah. Jesus said, don't leave. Right. He said, you just stay right there. He said, stay there until, until when? Until you be endued with power from on high. And we have to hold on to that teaching. He said, that's the teaching Jesus gave us. So Jesus told us to tear. That if anybody asks you who said it, tell them Jesus said it. And if we are of the apostolic faith, and we follow the apostles' doctrine, they were in the upper room. That when Jesus, that when the Holy Ghost fell, new folk were in Jerusalem. So they were in there calling, calling on Jesus. And and that's how we ought to be. And we ought not to find any contentment. We ought not to be satisfied until we see the Lord at work. And that's the that's the blessing of it all. See, I'm 
And one thing about it, if you don't have the presence of Jesus going for you, you don't have nothing going in your life anyway. Because without the presence of Jesus, you're miserable. See, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of Jesus living inside. You want you don't want the presence around you. So you want the presence living in you. And, and, and one thing about it, you when you get it for yourself, you don't have to depend on nobody else for it. You know, you got, you got some folk that say, I don't feel Jesus until somebody else get here. They say, no, well, you're missing the purpose of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a fire all by itself. And if you get a hold of it, you call it and get it like you're supposed to, you won't need to depend on nobody else. Like you say, you have your own faith. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to have our own faith. Yeah, I always say, told Peter, when he was out there walking on that water, I'm going to say this and now I'm moving on with my subject. When he was out there with Peter on that water, as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he was able to do the impossible. He was able to walk on water. But when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he started thinking. But then if you go on a little further after that, Jesus asked Peter a question. He asked him, he said, why did you doubt? He asked, he said, why did you doubt? And then he gave him the measurements of his faith. He said, oh ye of little. Now that, that wasn't good to hear Jesus say. That wasn't a good thing for Jesus to tell you. O ye of little faith. In other words, he let Peter know you got to do better than what you're doing. What you're doing is not going to cut it. So we thank the Lord for that. The Lord let us know where we're coming up short and where we need to uh, ask for increasing our faith. So we're not going to be here before you long. Just want to share a thought with you. I've been looking at this thing about uh, looking for this same Jesus' return. Looking for this same Jesus' return. And uh, this thought, it kind of kept coming up in my mind about Jesus, my hope. My hope. Jesus is my hope. And we're going to look at, I have three scriptures here that I want to look at. Colossians 1. 26 and 27, Hebrews 14 and 15, and Titus chapter number 2, verse number 13. We're going to look at Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 27 first. Colossians 1 and 25 through 27, and then I want to look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15, and then Titus, chapter 2, verse 13. In Colossians 1, starting at that 24th verse, it says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church, whereof I am made a minister, According to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches. I like that. God would make known. What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? Now I want to look at Hebrews chapter number 2, verse number 14 and 15. It says, for as much then as children, as the children, are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, 
that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Then I want to go over to Titus. Titus chapter number 2. Titus 2 verse number 13. Titus chapter number 2 verse number 13. says, starting at verse number 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 14 says, Who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. And I thought about this title, Jesus, my hope. Jesus is my hope. If you... Stop to consider, as I said before, this year has been a very, uh, last year has been was a very trying year for uh, not only myself, but for the saints as a whole. And coming into this year, I started reflecting about the importance of remembering that we have a hope. But we didn't always have this hope. We weren't born with this hope. Uh, According to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter number 2 and verse number 15, we see that we came into the world with a fear. We didn't come into the world with a hope, but we came into this world with a fear. What fear? The fear of death, fear of dying. And the writer said this fear was our bondage. It was our bondage. It said not some of our lifetime. It said but all of our lifetime. And we tried on so many different levels, so many different options that the world was offering to us. Ways in which we can deal or to cope with this fear. This fear, really, if you look at it, it controlled our manner of living. The fear of death controlled our manner of living. Hebrews said we were subject to it. That word subject means we were under its control or under its influence. And it had us living, uh, I always say living according to borders that fear established in us. He said, but one day Jesus freed us from this fear. Hebrews 2 and 15 said Jesus delivered us. That word deliver means to free, uh, to to break loose. It said, but how, how did Jesus free us? From this fear. How did Jesus do it? Well, the answer was given in Colossians 1 and 27. It said, Christ had to get in you. Only that's the truth, saints. Jesus had to get in you. You realize no matter what the world offered you, it could not deal, it could not take away the fear of dying. No matter how much you drink, no matter the relationships you got in, whether it was with family or boyfriend or girlfriend, none of those things brought deliverance to this fear. It wasn't strong enough. It didn't have enough muscle 
to break you free from this fear. Paul said, but the only way you got it was when Christ got in you. That's the blessing of having the Holy Ghost. When you get the Holy Ghost, it is Jesus coming in you. Jesus said in Revelation 3 and 20, he said, behold. In other words, he's telling you to stop and look. He said, look at what the Holy Ghost is doing. It is standing at the door of your mind and it is knocking. What do you mean knocking? It is asking you to let me in. Jesus said, any man. He said that he see with this door open. What door? He's talking about your mind. Jesus said, when I see the mind being receptive. See, that's what it means when it says opening up the door. It means your mind has gotten receptive. You are humble enough to take what Jesus is saying as faith value. Jesus said, if any man open up, Jesus said the Holy Ghost will come in. You say, why? The Holy Ghost ain't falling. It ain't Jesus' fault. The Lord said, I'm telling you what the problem. It's a whole lot of doors that are closed. (laughs) That's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is a whole lot of doors, minds are closed. Their ears are stopped up to the message. And Jesus said, as long as you do that, my word has no place for you. The problem is not Jesus. The problem is never Jesus. The problem is always us. When things are not going, we say, why am I not feeling peace and joy? It ain't Jesus' fault. Jesus said, I yet remain the same. Lord, that I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. So evidently, if it ain't Jesus, it's got to be me. Got to be me. So when that fear said, I, I lived with this fear. Right. Said every day I had to live with and cope with this fear. Right. But fear of dying. Yeah. Why? Because I did not know what was going to happen. We call it the, the unknown. Mm-hmm. He said, but when Jesus came in, yeah. Paul said, when Jesus came in, he gave us a hope. Right. And the hope dealt with our fear. Right. See, one thing you've got to understand. Hope and fear cannot live in the same environment. One has got to be one or the other. It's either you are living in fear or you got in you a hope. And one thing the world did, it did not offer you a hope. Only thing the world kept offering you was death. Day in and day out. They kept saying, keep drinking. Drink more and more and more. Smoke more and more and more. Why? Because I want you to die. I want to destroy you. But Jesus said, I didn't come for you to die. I came that you might have life. That's why Jesus came. And the Bible, the enemy's job to make it seem like Lord came for us to fail. No, no, no. Jesus came for us to live. He came. Don't you know you can make it? Sometimes I, I... I used to cringe. Sometimes I used to kind of squeeze myself in the seat. I would hear people say, I, I don't know if I can make it. Mm-hmm. I used to cringe. I said, no, don't, don't, say, don't say that. that. Don't say you can. Yes, you can. When you hear you have a... Yes, you can. Don't you realize Jesus is right? He is a, as Elder Scott said, a light giver. Yes, he is. He's light. Yes, he is. He didn't come for you to die. The Lord said the only one that wants you to die is that thief. That thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And what he's after, he's after your faith. And you notice Jesus labels three specific things. He said steal, kill, and destroy. Now in each one, they all have a separate function to, and to deal with your faith. First he said steal. He said he want to take that word out. 
Of all of what you have known that has gotten you connected with life. Come on, say, think about it. All of what you have known to give you life. Oh, what did I know? The name of Jesus is my salvation. When you know that down from your own experience, when you get on your knees, you realize his name is salvation. But the thief is coming to take it from you. That he's coming to steal. That's what a thief does. He comes to steal. Then he said he goes on to kill. Right. Said he wants to kill him. Yep. Said he makes sure he has no life in him. Yep. No motivation. Yep. No enthusiasm. Nope. Right? Just get poor on you. Yep. He said he wants to kill your faith. Yep. He said, but he didn't even want to stop there. He said he wanted to destroy. Yep. You realize when something is destroyed, there's nothing left. That means there's nothing Jesus can salvage. Right. The enemy has done his job like a lion. He has sipped your faith like weak. And you don't have to leave out the door for your faith to get sifted. You can be right in here. And the lion has walked up to you and destroyed your faith. And you have become an unbeliever. You don't believe nothing Jesus said. You questioned everything about his word. And there was a time when you believed it. There was a time when you believed that same word you reject. There was a time when that word brought life to the soul. I love to see when the word, sometimes they jump off the page. And they start getting in my mind. Sometimes they're on my knees. And the Lord take me to some far places. Right. He said, brother, I put inside of you a hope. Yes. See, all these other folks, they living in fear. Yep. You look to the left, there's fear. Yep. You look to the right, there's a fear. Yep. In other words, a terror of death. Yep. People living under the terror uh, of yes. death. But the Lord keeps telling me, I've got a place for you. A place, a land that is set bright and fair. A place, Jesus said, where the liar shall never enter into it. He said, where the thief and the murderer is not there. Jesus, the only ones that are there are those that love my parents. That's true. See, you, you were born with fear. But hope dealt with fear. Come on, saints. Hope dealt with your fear. When Jesus got in you, he put in you a message of hope. Come on, give me that St. John chapter number 14. St. John chapter number 14, starting at verse number 1. Yeah, what does it say? Now, look at what fear did to the heart. It troubled the heart. It, it messed with your mind. Yes, it does. It, it had you living, like you say, with the lights out in the room. Yes, in the middle of the day. Yes, fear. Yes. You realize, I was telling Sandra, if you don't get fear under control, it will cause you to miss your calling. Yes. It will cause you to miss your calling. Yes. Living in fear. Yes. You'll be 30 years. You should be well up the road. You say, why am I up the road? Because fear got control over you. Being afraid of everything. Jesus done told you. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let fear control you. Jesus put in you a hope. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart get consumed because these bodies Start taking you through changes. You know, you get sick in the body. And you say, man, I just don't know what's wrong with me. I guess I'm not walking up right. No, 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 no. That ain't it. Job got sick. But that didn't mean he was out of fellowship with Jesus. That didn't mean that at all. It was called a testing. A testing of his faith. There are some things that got COVID. Yep. Did not mean that Jesus didn't love you. Right. It was just your time of test. It was your time of test. Yeah. 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 Yeah
that when hope gets inside of you, it delivers to you a message. And it takes care of the fear problem. You say, what is the message? Let not your heart be troubled. That's the first thing hope tells you. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, Jesus said, if he believed in God, do what? Believe also in me. Uh huh. Well, see, now he starts to talk about a future. He starts to talk about there's another period of time. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have to. See, Jesus lets you know I'm telling you what's in store for the saints. These bodies may get sick. You might break down in these bodies. But I'm telling you, Jesus said, I got another place. He said, in my father's house are so many mansions. In other words, he said, there's a whole lot of people who are living with me. See, I I don't want us to limit going back with Jesus just friendship. No, 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 no. This goes way to the early days. To the early days. Scripture said Abraham died in the faith. And the scripture said he saw his riches. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Jesus said, and he saw it. He said, he was glad. You realize we're going to have that same testimony as Abraham. We long to see Jesus' day. The day in which we shall be changed from mortal to immortality. If you don't have a desire to be with Jesus, you better check out your salvation. Right, right, right. Something wrong with your salvation. If you're not looking for that day, something wrong with the Holy, with the Holy Ghost you got. Holy Ghost keeps telling you, I've got something in store for you. Got something in store for you. It's like, come on, get your mind together. Come on, don't, don't be like those who have no hope. We're not like them kind of folk. We are people who we know. Jesus has came in on the inside and he's given us this message. In other words, I heard a preacher say this expectation. And every day, scripture says we got to let this hope be the anchor of our soul. We got to let it control us. If you may be walk in hope, Jesus said you'll look for his appearance. Yes, you will. Folk ain't looking for Jesus' appearance. They still into this life. They be into cleaning, scrubbing, wiping. What about your soul? Your soul is saying, I need deliverance. I need to be kept too. Soul say, forget about this body. This body is dust. Jesus said it ain't going with him. He said, from death thou art unto the death you shall return. But the question that yet remains, where will your soul be? Job said, this body dieth and wasteth away. He said, well, it is he. In other words, scripture said, uh, it says the man died and give up the ghost. Where is he? Where will your soul be? It'd be a horrible thing to be in hell fire. Saying, man, I paid too much attention to my body. I let my body put me here. Remember, Jesus, one thing Jesus said real quick about that body. Jesus said, you better learn to reference the one that can destroy both the body and the soul in hell. And Jesus, the only thing he wants you to do with that body is to deny you. The only thing he ever wanted you to do with your flesh when you came into holiness, he said, let the unrighteous man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That's the word. Word lets you know you have no place your Lord have no place in his kingdom. Yep. Yep. Lord said, you are nothing. Right. Right. You're nothing. Right. Jesus said, when he put that open, 
proud of you? You were supposed to live by it. You're supposed to let this be your anchor. You know what that anchor is? That's the base of the substance of all of your walking, all of your talking. It says, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I mean, you told me don't let my heart be troubled. You got to realize one thing about it, Frank. All of us that are going to leave out here, we're not going to be 80 when we leave. Some of us are going to leave at an early age. But one thing about it, when you leave, you better have a hope. You better have a hope inside of you. And if you don't feel, we'll let you know, I got you. It's too late now. You didn't take care of the issue like Jesus said for you to do. Now you, you, you're, you're striking at Jesus for extra time. You say, Lord Jesus, please. I need a little bit more time, Lord Jesus. I need a little bit more time to get this right. Lord say, no, no, no. No, I've I set a period in your life. Huh? A thing called time. He said, and I set this date long before you got here. He said, and when that clock strikes, I don't care where you at. I don't care what your credentials are. I don't care what your status is in life. Your soul is going to be required. You realize that's what death is? It's a time of Jesus requiring of your soul. Jesus. He said, what what are you going to do? Are you going to say, I made some preparation? Are you, you going to say, Lord, I thank the Lord I made. I got my soul right. I got my soul right. I'm, this body may look bad to you, but my soul is right with Jesus. I, I love to see how a saint, how their bodies would be all messed up from life. Just going through the trials of life. They can barely get a word out. But if they could say anything to you, they would say, don't get confused about the body versus the soul. He said, no, 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 no. This body don't tell you the real truth. He said, my soul is glad. My soul is glad because Jesus put inside of me a hope. Yes, since you may have to walk alone. Come on, I'm trying to tell you, you've got to walk, you may have to walk alone, but you got to know that Jesus is with you. you got to hold on to your hope. And not only that, when you got it, you got to look for the blessed hope. Titus says, saints that have this hope, we are looking. We are looking for the day in which Jesus promised us. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. He said, I will come again. That sounds like a second coming to me. He said, I will come again. And do what? Receive you. Unto that, for, for what purpose? That where I am. See, that, that, that's what you got to hold on to. Jesus said that where I am, there you may be also. Holy Ghost gets inside of you. Holy Ghost gives you that message. It tells you don't let your heart be. I'm not saying that fear don't knock on the door. I'm not saying that fear don't knock on the door and try to creep back in. But you got to hold on to your hope. You got to tell fear, no, no, I know what Jesus said. Jesus said, if I stay with him, he said he's prepared a place for me. He said if he goes to prepare a place, he will come again and receive me unto himself. And I thank the Lord that the scripture let me see Stephen. Stephen had that experience. Scripture said, wow, that brother, that young man was preaching. Scripture said them people just thought their ears up at Stephen. He said, but that young man could care less. He said, he kept on telling them, you're just like your forefather. Right. <laughs> he said, you're stiff-necked. Yeah. You are suffering and a rebellious yeah, people. Jesus. And the people you would think they would be so offended. Oh, that's a horrible message. But don't you know Jesus was pleased with that message. Yes, Scripture said, while Stephen preached, yeah. he said he saw the heavens open. Oh, my God. Huh? He saw the 
to be quiet with that message. Sister Betty, jump on preaching. He jump on getting the message. It says the more he gave it, the more they threw stones. But Stephen saw Jesus. And when he saw Jesus, he was satisfied. He said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And in the midst of that time, Scripture said his body fell to the ground. But they ripped him out of his clothes. Laid it at a young man's feet by the name of Saul. Who later Ananias saw his prayer that he would come into holiness. Scripture said Stephen fell and that Saul saw it. But later on in the scripture, Ananias, the young man that had a good report at the church in Damascus. Scripture said he was at a good prayer service. And the scripture said the Holy Ghost showed him things to come. He showed him a visit of Saul coming over into holiness. Not only was he coming into holiness, he was going to be a vessel unto the Gentiles to turn them from darkness into light. And now he said, Jesus, you know what this man has done. He has killed us by the thousand. And now you're telling me he's coming into holiness. Jesus said, go. Go down the street called strength. And there you'll find Paul. Scripture said Ananias was willing and obedient. He complied with Jesus' instruction. He went down that street by himself. Went into a house on the street called Straight. Saw the brother talk. Saw that he was blind. Just like Jesus told him. He saw the one people see. Scripture said he told brother see that brother saw. Don't you know Jesus sent me to preach unto you a message? A message of hope to let you know there's life for you too, brother. I don't care how bad you are. I don't care how wicked your sins may be. Isaiah said it might be red like scarlet. He said, but when Jesus finished with you, you'll be white like wool. You'll be white like wool when the Lord finishes with you. When you let Jesus do it. When you finally get out of these bodies. Come on, say, get out of these bodies. Sometimes you look like you ought to want to break free from this flesh. Say, Lord Jesus, I got to praise you. I got to praise you. For so many reasons. He said it has had nothing to do with you in the church. It got everything to do what you did for me individually. How you dealt with me from day number one. What do you mean day number one? From the day I was born. You have always dealt with me. You have always delivered me from near-death experience. And when I come to wrap up my whole experience, I realize you've been there all the time. You were that day and night. You kept on working with me. You just didn't start working with me when I got in the church. You've been working with me all along. You've been blessing me all along. You got me in the place where I can be saved. You got me on my knees where I can call your name. And I holler Jesus until my soul got glad. And you came in on the inside. And you gave me a hope. You gave me a future. You gave a young man a future. You told me you prepared a place for me. And that whom I had not seen, I yet loved him. Jesus said, blessed are they who have not seen me and yet believe. Jesus said, I'm going to show you, brother, a mystery. He said, we're not going to all sleep. He said, we're going to be changed. He said, and don't forget, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, he said, at the last trump, that when Jesus going to descend from heaven with a shout, he said, he's going to do it with the voice of an archangel. And the trumpet of God. Yeah. And all of the saints that are asleep in yeah. Jesus. Scripture said 
and will Jesus bring with him. Them things gonna get in a new body. They're gonna be up first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. Jesus said, but that's not the end. Jesus said, you're coming back on the earth. Scripture says, John said, I saw the new Jerusalem. He said, I saw the church. He said, they came down out of heaven from God. He said, he heard praises going forth. He heard the message of hallelujah, salvation, glory, and honor. But the Lord said, only one God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right, brother. Let your soul pray. Oh, I love it. I love it. If you ain't got this hope, you in deep trouble. I'm in the book of knowledge. You in trouble. You might think you all right, but I'm trying to tell you the feet have got you hooked. Got you hooked on a lie instead of the truth. Because you're starting to serve the creature more than the creator. And it is the creator who is blessed forever. Scripture says there is none beside him. Scripture says he said he looked to the left and to his right. And he found none beside him. Jesus said, if there, if there is another, I know not any. That's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. You must remember this. Sometimes you need to have those Isaiah experiences. Huh? You realize that like Isaiah came for good friends. Yes, he did. Huh? His mind was so in tune with Jesus. He said one day he came in the temple. Huh? He said in the years that King Josiah died. He said, well, I came in the sanctuary. He said the sanctuary was filled with smoke. But he looked out among the pews. And he saw thousands of angels. But they were all crying to each other. They said, holy. And they didn't say it with no little weak voice. Scripture said they talked so loud that they shut the door. They said, holy. Holy is the Lord our God. That's the truth, brother. They talked with power. When they saw Jesus cried, holy. Uh, Isaiah said he looked again and he saw a figure. He said, way up in the head. He said, and his train filled the temple. I filled the sanctuary. He said, what do you mean a train? The Lord was talking about, you know, a robe denotes power. He said, and the longer your robe, that means the more power you have. He said, Jesus' robe was so long. That it just filled the temple. Isaiah said he got on his knee. He said, Lord, I'm a man. But I'm clean. Lord said, but that's all right. I can even use you. Lord said, get the coal off the oak. So he took that coal and he got on his lips. Then he said, who shall go for us? Isaiah said, Lord, send me. Huh? Do we have those experiences? Is our mind so in tune with Jesus that the sanctuary looked like it's filled with smoke? Do, do we have those experiences on our knees? See, you're, the Lord wants to take you someplace. But you've got to be open. You've got to be open to Jesus, to the Word itself. One thing about it, when that word really gets in you, it lets you see how much of a nothing you are. See, I I came to the conclusion at an early age that I was nothing. When I, I'm like Paul, when I totaled up all of what I had accomplished, when I added it all up, I realized I was still at zero. (laughs) My grandmother used to say, you'd be making a whole lot of track between going nowhere. You're making a whole lot of track, but you at the same spot you've been at. See, I, the, the word let me see myself. When you get the word, the word lets you see yourself for who you really are. And it is so dark and it's dirty. 
Huh? You realize there's another you that's not saved. Yep. Huh? We call it the defiled man. Right. Huh? That dirty, unclean no. man. No. Say he's foul inside. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus said you better learn to put him up under subjection. Because if you don't, that other you will surface up. And it'll be controlling you. It'll be dictating your whole life. It'll tell you when to go and when to stay. Oh, yeah, flesh will do It'll tell you when to pray. And it'll tell you not to pray. Flesh Flesh will do it to you. Flesh will have you sitting in your seat thinking you are the most to say the least. That you are so knowledgeable in scripture. Jesus will let you know. No, you're not. Jesus said, you're nothing. Say, we just got like David. Said, Lord, what, what is it about man that thou art mindful of? What is it about me so much that you're mindful of me? Said, in all of my errors, in all of my ways, you keep on working with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, it, one thing about Jesus, and I'm, I, Sean, I'm telling you I'm done. One thing about Jesus. Jesus works with his saints. Yes, he does. Before a person leaves out the door, don't think that Jesus didn't take time to counsel. Right. right. Jesus took time to try to work with them. Work with he showed them certain things. Yep. He revealed certain things. Yep. To you and yep. nobody has to know. Yep. It's between it's you, you and Jesus. And Jesus. Yep. Yep. Jesus shows you. He said, come on, I need you to do a little bit better than this. He said, I still love you, yep. but you got to do a little bit better than this. You, you, you got to come up, come up the line come a little up. bit more. Yep. If, if you back in fasting, Jesus said, I see you just not fast as much as you used to. Yep. He said, now, I, Lord said, now, I don't told you that. Now, what what is prayer service going to be like for you? Mm-hmm. So you got to come on away from all of that quickening yep. and all of that tongue. Yep. And you got to talk about what Jesus revealed. Yep. Don't skip over it. Yep. Deal with what Deal Jesus with just showed you. Deal with it. Say, Lord, help me to get it right. Yep. Yep. See, when you really come into contact with Jesus... You realize you see the error of your way. And you say, Lord Jesus, help me to get it right. I don't want to lose my hope. No, no, no. I don't want to lose my hope. Not after the Lord done brought me from a mighty long way. Lord brought you out of great trial and tribulation. Some you revealed, some you kept to yourself. Because they were too deep to talk about. They were too grave to talk about. Except for the Lord said, I worked with you. And that's amazing that Jesus knows everything about you. From your thoughts all the way down to sword in your feet. Jesus knows all about you. He said, we got to come on up. We got to meet the Lord tomorrow. Because we don't want the Lord to take our hope from us. You don't, you don't want to come 30 years Knowing about Jesus, and then you walk away from the hope, and it's not impossible. No, it has happened. Same 20, 30 years, finally drop out the race. And how did it all start? The thief came and he did what? He stole. So he took all of what they had heard down through the years. How to be kept. Yep. How to be kept. Yep. They said, God, come through the name. He shouted and we rejoiced yeah. off of it. Because we realized it was true. It was true. But then somewhere down the line, that message lost its strength to that person. The word is still as strong. It's just that they have gotten so into themselves, the word had no more room. Isn't that horrible? Yep. The word had no more room to be in. Yep. Is that what happened? They closed their minds. Yep. Right? Said so they took the key, throw it out. And said, no, said, I'm going to live it just the I want to live. Right. And I thank the Lord that I didn't have, I don't have a mind to do that. 
that is nobody but Jesus that keeps yeah. us like that, Frank. You realize you can get so caught up into a rebellious spirit. That flesh has you acting all kind of way. And you said, wait a minute. Who is this controlling me? So this ain't Jesus working in me, having me acting all kind of unseemly way. Jesus did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us love and a sound mind. That's what Jesus gave. Don't, don't, don't try to diminish what Jesus Jesus gave you love. When he came inside of you, he gave you love. And love is not a hug and a kiss. That's not love. Scripture says Jesus is love. You said, what is love, Jesus? You said, what, what did love do? Paul said, love does, is not puffed up. It does not bond it itself up. It is not unseemly. Paul went so far to say the greatest of these three. Faith, hope, and charity. He said, but the greatest, the greatest of these three is love. He said, later on, love can conquer a multitude of sins. And again, it's not a hug and a kiss. It's not that. It's you having Jesus inside. When you get Jesus inside, the Lord teaches you how to love. Because you don't know love. I heard one preacher say, I don't know who it was. Only thing you know how to do is love. That's all you know how to do. Is just fulfill your your fleshly appetite. It takes Jesus inside of you to teach you how to love. Because Jesus is love. When you get Jesus, Lord, he calms all those fears. He settles all of those doubts. Said, and I know, Brother Johnson, saying, I know, I know that it's real. So, Saints, we want to remember this. Look for the blessed hope. Don't, don't lose sight of the hope that Jesus gave you. I didn't give it, I didn't give you a hope. Jesus gave it to you. And it is your responsibility and it is your job to hold on to your hope. Because if we do, and they said, great is our reward yes. in heaven. We yes. thank the Lord Jesus Christ for the message. All right. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.